When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Report a new beginning. Let's go. Started back rocking the brown. Rockin the brown. Ever since we've been knocking them down. Knockin them down. Baby says she want to go to the game. Go to the game. Taught her how to say Padre gang. Started back rocking the brown. Rockin the brown. Ever since we've been knocking them, them down. Mitchell and Ness with the old school name. All of the homies holler Padre gang. Yeah, that. Good day, everybody. Welcome to the Talking Friars pregame show, August 16th, 2022. I'm your host, Ben Fadden. We will get to the pregame stuff in a little bit at the end. This is not an official episode of Talking Friars, but uh, some former players have talked about this whole Tati suspension thing, and I'm uploading this to the podcast uh, platforms and stuff. So I want to start with that. And give my thoughts on that because I think some of the stuff that these former players are saying, including Fernando's dad, just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And I didn't want to wait until tomorrow to give my thoughts on that. So I'm kind of just combining my thoughts on that with the pregame show for today. Uh, So thank you for joining me. Uh, I'll talk about this more for the podcast and the series reaction tomorrow. But I just wanted to give my thoughts on it today. And so there's three players, David Ortiz, Edwin Encarnacion, and Fernando Tati Sr. Those are the three players that have commented on Fernando Tatis Jr.'s PED suspension. And all three of them have a common viewpoint. They don't like the way that Major League Baseball has made Fernando look so bad. And personally, I don't think that Major League Baseball has done anything wrong. Right. Fernando was the one that did this to himself. What is Major League Baseball supposed to do? Not suspend him when he did something that he wasn't supposed to do. 
you know, like they're just doing their job. And so we'll go through the three comments here. David Ortiz, he said this. I think all three, I saw all three of these on Hector Gomez's Twitter accounts. I don't know if uh, any of these came from directly from Hector Gomez. I don't remember. Uh, I believe Fernando Tati Sr.'s comments came from a TV show. Um, but starting with David Ortiz. So this was yesterday. He said that Major League Baseball needs to have some regulations before they make pump public news uh, like the one that happened to Tatis Jr. I think they haven't handled this situation the right way. And my response to that, it's like, okay, how do you want Major League Baseball to handle this situation? Like, make it not public that he's suspended? Well, they're going to find out. Fernando's the star player, one of the star players in this entire league. Like, fans are going to wonder, okay, where is this guy? You know, like, what regulations? They're very strict on steroids and stuff. If you're tested and you're positive, you're out for 80 games. Like, they're trying to get it totally out of the game. And for the most part, it has worked. And for Major League Baseball, it does not matter who you are, how great of a player you are. If you do something and you get caught, you're gone for 80 games. If you do it twice, it's 162 games. If you get caught three times, I believe it's a lifetime ban for Major League Baseball. So, like, it, Major League Baseball didn't do anything here. Fernando did it to himself. He's the one. I, I mean, we don't truly know, like, what the real story was. I think that the real story was that he took this cluster ball and he took a cream. The cluster ball was in it. That's what I meant to say. To try to heal his shoulder quickly or not heal because that's not what it does. To uh, get his wrist. It's not his shoulder. Sorry. He's had injuries with it. It's to get the wrist stronger. I feel like that's what happened. That's what Hector Gomez reported. He tried taking that in March to try to hide the motorcycle accident injury with his wrist or injuries as we would learn about in spring training and he took the cream and he doesn't want to admit it and now his mom his dad are saying i guess it's the same thing but to most fans it probably seems like it's two separate things some people probably think that the dad okay it was a hairspray this is what his dad's saying that's what he said yesterday that it was some hairspray i guess to treat a some fungus or whatever that he got from a haircut. Yeah, you're not fooling anyone with that. And then his mom posted the picture of the ringworm. That's what Tatis's, uh, you know, explanation was in his statement. So there's just so many different things here that you could believe that you couldn't believe. And that's part of the reason why it's just so maddening. It's like, just tell the truth, please. You know, just tell the truth. Uh, Edwin Encarnacion used to play for the Blue Jays. He commented on Fernando Tatis Jr. I believe this was today from Hector Gomez said the MLB sank him. I'm sure that if the same thing that happened to Tatis Jr. had happened to another player that, you know, major league baseball would have handled it differently. It's incredible what they did to the face of baseball. And it's like, this makes no sense. Like one, I know I'm being really, really, uh, nitpicky here if that makes sense but saying the MLB sank him one that makes no sense 
It's not the MLB. It's MLB. Sorry, that's just one of my pet peeves. It's like anyone that says the MLB, it's like it's hard for me to take what you're saying like to heart and, and like think that you know what you're talking about. And obviously, Edwin doesn't know what he's talking about here, saying that I'm sure that if the same thing happened to Tatis Jr. or if that happened to another player, that, you know, Major League Baseball would have handled it differently. No, they would have done the exact same thing because it's the same rule for every player in Major League Baseball. It doesn't matter who you are. It could be Starling Marte, same suspension. It could be Ramon Laureano. Uh, those names aren't the same as Fernando Tatis Jr. Uh, Robinson Cano, sure, it's a big name, but he's outside of his prime. Same suspension. And he's done it twice. You know, like, it doesn't matter who you are, what player you are. It's the same suspension. Just Joe Bob over here gets suspended for it. We're not going to make a big deal out of, out of it. Reporters aren't going to make this huge deal about it. Why? Because it's not Fernando Tatis Jr. Major League Baseball has no role in the coverage of this Fernando Tatis Jr. suspension. Guess who had a role in it? Tatis, because of how big of a star he was, and he's the one that did this. You know, it's on him. It's not on Major League Baseball, right? Do you think Major League Baseball wanted to go through that whole steroid stuff and any steroid stuff that they've had to go through in their history? No, you know, like they don't have control over it. They made the rules. If you violate it and you get caught, that's going to be your suspension. It just is. I don't know what else to tell David Ortiz here and Edwin Encarnacion. Like, it's saying that it's incredible what they did to the face of baseball. Major League Baseball didn't do anything to Fernando Tatis Jr., the face of baseball. They didn't do anything to him. He did it to himself. He's the one that led the Padres today to change his bobblehead giveaway on September 7th to what I think is a really good giveaway, by the way. I prefer the Petco thing not to be right on the front there, but I know it's a giveaway and sponsored, whatever. But maybe have it on the sleeve, but they have it right in front, according to the picture. But they changed the bobblehead, which was supposed to be for Fernando, to a Juan Soto jersey. Guess what? The real leader on this, one of the real leaders on this team. Tatis isn't that. I've said that for days now, ever since the Tatis suspension. If you think he's a leader on this team, I don't know what to tell you. I'm sorry. And then Fernando Tatis Sr., he said this yesterday. I think this was on that TV show, whatever it was called, uh, in Spanish. This has been a terrible situation for baseball and for Tatis Jr.'s name. This is part of the envy and the hypocrisy that is around Jr., even within some of his teammates. And then he went on and continued. Like, what? You're saying... Okay, one, it's been a terrible situation for the Tatis Jr. name. Why has it been it's a terrible situation? Because your son decided to do it. Like, if he wouldn't have done this, like, Tatis Sr., Edwin, Ortiz, they all act like Major League Baseball, or not Major League Baseball, because they didn't do anything. You know, they're just enforcing the rules. But they're acting like these reporters and Padres fans and fans around baseball. They're acting like we're all out to get Fernando. Like, we're looking for things to criticize him about. Like, no, it's just out there right in front of us, right in front of the whole world. I'm sorry, 10 minutes before a Padre game, when this guy's supposed to be rehabbing, we find out that he's out for the year because of a dumb decision he made, which seems like happened in March. You know, 
AJ Preller finds out at the same time pretty much uh, that we do a little bit. I mean, we found out on Twitter earlier that afternoon on Friday that Tatis left his double-A team in Frisco, didn't tell anyone, booked a flight to San Diego, was seen at the San Diego airport. And that's kind of where we were like, okay, something's up here. Why is he in San Diego? And then it was found out probably by the Padres. Well, it was found out by Preller. Uh, Tatis didn't call him directly. Someone close to Tatis called him and to inform him of the news. Like, all of this stuff, it's so, like, shady. And the people, the former players that are talking about this, the Tatis stuff, specifically Ortiz, Edwin Encarnacion, Fernando Tatis Sr., like, they don't know what they're talking about. Like, they try to say they know what they're talking about, but they don't. Like, if you knew what you were talking about, you wouldn't say Major League Baseball needs to be better and treat Fernando Tatis better, and this is the face of baseball that they're doing this to. They don't have control over it. Tatis is one of the biggest names in the sport. The sport was trying to make him the face of baseball. It's not the sport's fault that he decided to do this. That's where I have a problem with it. It's just, And then the parents are like, I understand they're trying to defend their kid, but this guy's a man. He made the decision. Stop trying to make up stories. Tatis, uh, I still don't believe the ringworm stuff either. Like, he's talking to uh, his teammates, or Preller on Thursday, probably his teammates as well, Peter Seidler. Like, come clean, dude. You really think your teammates are going to believe the ringworm stuff? Did you hear how disappointed they were on Friday in the clubhouse after they did just get a win? Like, you think they're going to believe that? You think A.J. Preller is going to believe your explanation of ringworm when uh, he was as disappointed pretty much as ever as we've heard him uh, in his comments on Friday during that Padre National game? And he's the one when asked about Fernando's statement saying, that's his story. I don't know. That's his story. You know, so, uh, yeah, I, uh, these former players, before they're going to speak out in public, I think that they should like realize what they're saying and that they're kind of just making the situation worse by talking about it. Like know that major league baseball, isn't the guy, the people trying to go out Tatis, like they're just enforcing the rules. Tatis is the one that did it to himself and reporters and stuff, people that are covering this, they're just doing their job. This is the biggest story in baseball right now. Definitely the biggest story of the Padres season so far. They're just doing their job, you know? So, uh, yeah, I think that anger of Edwin Encarnacion, Ortiz, Tati Sr., that is misdirected. That needs to be, if they're going to be mad, one should be at Fernando probably, uh, but if they're going to be mad at someone for tearing down Fernando, it should be like at me or like fans or reporters and MLB Network and people that are covering it, I guess. Not at Major League Baseball. At Major League Baseball, they've definitely deserved some criticism in the past, but they don't deserve criticism for anything that's happened here. It's not their fault. They didn't do anything. They're just enforcing. So those are my thoughts on former players, a few former players commenting on the Tati suspension. Uh, I want to get to the chat here. So for anyone on the podcast, anyone on a replay that's just looking for my thoughts on that, okay, you can just exit now because uh, 
the whole podcast is going to be uploaded, including this pregame show portion. And when you listen to it, maybe the game's already started. Maybe the game's over. Uh, I don't know when you listen or when you replay this. So you can just X the video. I appreciate it. Uh, but now, for those that are live or on replay before today's game, here is the pregame show portion of this. I want to get to the chat real quick just to make sure I'm not missing anything. Briss says, why wouldn't he appeal? Tatis did it. He said that he appealed, and then he realized that it was his mistake, and so he stopped appealing. DVD Pash says, I don't think he had multiple accidents. I think when he said what time, he was just being deceptive and trying to throw reporters off of the because he was already lying at that point. No, he, he literally said, a reporter, I think it was Barry Bloom, he asked him, when was the motorcycle accident? And he said, which accident? So he's literally telling you that he had multiple accidents. Why would he lie about having multiple accidents? Or why would he say that he had multiple accidents when he didn't? Like, that makes it even worse. I don't understand why he would do that. Carlin says, Tatis acts like a spoiled rich kid, which he is. I mean, he, he is, he's rich. He's very talented. Uh, I know that some, when, when you reach that status, right, you're like this star player in Major League Baseball, face of the game, you're going to be like that. Like, I was around, I worked for an NBA team when I was in college in New York. And, uh, yeah, working behind the scenes, there were definitely people with big egos that they get paid a lot of money and they think they're above everyone. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to comment any further on that. But yeah, there is a sense of, I don't know what it is, like entitlement or whatever, because that they could make the argument that they are because they're, they are better than me or they are better than you because uh, thousands of people care about every little thing that they do. Uh, and they know that they're going to get special treatment because they're important to the franchise. So I don't really blame him about how he acts like his, like being spoiled or uh, some t like uh, Tati Senior saying that people are envy of him. I'm sure some people are. My problem is the lying, the not being a good leader, stuff like that. Like I'm sure there's sometimes where Manny and I love Manny, but there's I'm sure that there's sometimes where, yeah, he obviously gets preferential treatment uh, in the clubhouse or whatever, but he's earned that. That doesn't mean that he stops being a leader. Like, he's still a leader with the special treatment. You know, it's not like he's not a leader and he's lying all the time and he gets the special treatment. That's kind of what I feel like has happened with Fernando. I am doing this on my phone, by the way, so I apologize for any, like, audio issues or anything. Uh, there is a fan that you might be able to hear in the background. I don't know if you can. Uh, my computer continues not to work. I'll try to shut it down and restart uh, after this, but that's pretty much the situation right now. Yeah, JD's third. I apologize. When will the static of my mic be fixed? Uh, I don't even know that static is happening. Uh, I'm trying it without earbuds today. Last couple days were with earbuds, and there was still static, so I apologize for that. I'm trying to get it fixed. Carlin says, trade Tatis. I don't think that uh, could happen. I, I don't think that, well, 
I guess it could happen. It's off the table for this year because the trade deadline's already passed. And he has a no-trade clause, one, so he'd have to approve it. And two, I don't think it would be smart for the Padres to trade Tatis in the offseason or next season. Like, you don't – remember when he signed the contract? We thought that the contract was like an underpay. Like, what? what's it, like $20 million a year or something, the AAV or whatever? Like, it's not $30 a million. 30 million a year. And we thought, man, this guy's one of the best players in baseball. This is an underpay. So I'm sure if you're just looking at the baseball part, that's still the case. And you still have him for what, 13 more years after this year. Like you don't give up on a talent that could go win multiple MVPs because of this. I think it's good that it's early in his career. And I think that the Padres just need to be more careful uh, with him and make him be truthful to you. Like none of you can't give him any more leeway, right? If you have to make him stay in San Diego in the off season, uh, I'm not opposed to that. Or if he's going to go home to the Dominican, you send people with him, you know, like he doesn't have leverage right now anymore. I don't think they should trade him though. He's a huge part of this team still going forward and they've already invested so much money and time in him. But part of that money and time, that's why it's so disappointing, right? We were expecting Fernando to be a big impact to this team or have one uh, with Soto and Manny in the lineup, a big three, and now it's not happening. Their chances of winning the World Series have decreased because we thought we were going to see Tatis in this lineup. That's why it's disappointing, or part of why it's disappointing. But trading him, I think that's just emotional. All right, let's – okay, so thank you, Alex, for the super chat. Yeah, so – these City Connect, Soto City Connect shirts are fire. Uh, yeah, I, I like the shirt. That's the giveaway that Alex is talking about. That's on September September 7th now instead of uh, the Tatis bobblehead. By the way, in the Padres' announcement of it, they did not include Tatis's name. All they said was this shirt is – or something, I'm paraphrasing. This shirt is replacing Tatis's – not Tatis, this shirt is replacing the regularly scheduled bobblehead. Like, they didn't say it was the Tatis bobblehead. They just said it was the regularly scheduled bobblehead. But, yeah, I like the shirt. I'd prefer the Petco not to be right on the front of it. Um, But maybe they could have put it on the sleeve, but I understand that that's, you know, sponsoring and stuff. That's just sponsorship. Randy asks, do you know if it, it is in his contract that they don't have to pay him if he does PEDs? I have no idea. I'm sure that even some people in the media that have sources and stuff, I'm sure they haven't seen the contract. Um, maybe they can get information. Like I, I believe Dennis Lynn earlier this year said that the Padres uh, in the contract said that Fernando can't ride bicycles or something. And they let him do it, and they didn't go take any money from him. I mean, I don't think – I feel like it goes without saying, like, dude, you can't take PEDs. Like, I'm sure that's in the contract. I know that – I did see a tweet right after the news came out on Friday that Fernando will be losing, like, $3 million or something this year. Don't quote me on that, but he is going to lose money this year. Um, so he is going to be losing money, 
but I don't, I don't know what's in his contract. We don't really know at all what's in his contract, you know? Thanks for the super chat, Alex. How long do you honestly give Tatis if he keeps lying and keeps doing stuff bad or keep or keep failing drug tests? Do you give him two years, one more year? Well, I don't I don't foresee another failed drug test in the future if he really cares about this team and wants to be a part of this team because that would really really hurt his uh legacy. His legacy's already hurt. Uh, but he still has a long career to go, you would think. Um, but if he keeps lying, keeps doing bad stuff, I mean, the Padres then, maybe they do look into how much they'd be able to get back to trade him. Uh, or, excuse me, how much they would get back if they did decide to trade him. Like, maybe don't put him on the market, but say, hey, teams, what would you be willing to give up if he were if he were to be on the market? You know. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if something in the off season happens, like he's already had a long history of lying and all that. So if something happens in the off season where he lies again or he gets into another accident, then it's then maybe people will have the conversation of it, or the Padres will. I still don't think it's smart to trade him. I think that's dumb right now. I think it's dumb in the offseason. You just don't give up on a talent like that. But I do understand fans' frustrations. I think that people that want to trade Tatis right now, they are just emotional. They're like, screw this guy. uh, Trade this guy. He's not worth it. Let's use this money on Soto. I think what people have to realize is weeks ago when Soto was introduced and Marty Caswell spoke with Seidler and asked about the $500 million contract. This was taking Tatis into effect because Tatis hadn't been suspended yet. We didn't know anything about this yet. And he said that they'd never be something like they'd never be opposed to giving Soto a $500 million contract or handing out a $500 million contract to a player like Soto. So he's willing to put out a competitive offer even with Tatis on this team. So trading him just to save money so they they can get Soto, like, I think people got to realize they could have Tatis and Soto and Manny too if Seidler really wants it, at least according to what he's telling us, you know. Randy for the super sticker. I appreciate that. Do you have a comment there? If you have a comment, let me know. Sorry, I'm doing this on my phone, so it's kind of weird. The comments are a little small here. Um... Thank you for the super chat here, Carlin. I promise I'll get to the pregame show part. I, I know I said that, what, like 10 minutes ago that I would, but a lot of questions are coming up about Tatis, obviously, so I'm going to answer them. Uh, Tatis isn't on the same page with this team or the owner. He has to go. I don't think he has to go. He has a no-trade clause, so he can determine where he goes or if he goes at all, one. And this is still one of the best players in baseball. Like I think he just has to learn from his actions. And I think the Padres have to take control of the situation and don't give him any more wiggle room to make mistakes. Like, you don't give up on a talent that could go win multiple MVPs with the Padres. You know, like, I yeah, I don't like Tatis right now. But I'm not going to just say, I'm not going to be so emotional to say, oh, they should trade the guy. No, 
I'm not giving up on Tatis. Like I'm just disappointed, really disappointed in uh, the line that continues to happen. I put out a timeline of all the line that's happened between him and his mom and his dad. Some of it, it feels like it's lying. I confirm that it's lying, but like the ringworm stuff, saying that there was that or that wasn't an accident, and then Fernando saying it's from training. There wasn't just one; there was two. I mean, swinging the on having those unauthorized swings in the batting cage caught by a fan at Petco Park when the Padres didn't know about it really. All of this stuff, it just adds up and piles up and piles up. It's like, come on, man! At some point, stop lying. But with that said, no, I, I don't think trading him is smart. All right, let's get to the pregame show por- uh, portion. So we want like 26 minutes there on Tatis. Uh, a little longer than expected, but we'll get to the pregame show portion. So uh, Marlins are 51 and 65 entering today. Padres are 65 and 53. This is the pregame show, by the way, if you're just tuning in for August 16, 2022. You can follow the social media channels at Talking Friars on Twitter. Instagram and TikTok. I'm most active on Twitter. Uh, today's game is on Valley Sports San Diego, 97.3 The Fan. 340 is the first pitch, just like yesterday. Uh, by the way, I do have a partnership right now with Breaking Tea. Uh, you can visit breakingtea.com slash talkingfriars uh, if you want to pick up the AJ Preller is a legend shirts. Um, I wore one to Petco. Breaking Tea saw that, and now we're partnering up to sell that shirt to you fans. Uh, so if you want to go buy it, feel free to visit that link, or you can probably go to breakingtea.com and look up San Diego, the city, and it'll come up. Um, pitching matchup today, Shamanaya against Edward Cabrera. Shamanaya needs to get back pitching better. Um, he's had a really rough stretch. It's been, it feels like it's been like the last month and a half, four runs and three and a third innings that started, it kind of started July 4th, really. I know he had some five runs, some six runs like clunkers before that. But uh, since July 4th is where it kind of hasn't been great. Yeah, he went six innings after that, two starts after that, three and a third innings on July 25th. And uh, his last two starts, he's given up and buying 12 runs. 11 of those have been earned. Gave up. 10 hits, 8 runs at Dodger Stadium in 4 innings. Last time out against the Giants, only went 5 innings. Gave up 6 hits, 3 runs, walked 1, didn't strike out more than 4 guys. Um, so his ERA is at 4.76. He's the worst starting pitcher on the staff probably right now. Definitely not in the starting rotation in the postseason. If it were ending today, it would probably be Snell, Musgrove, and Tarvish. But uh, yeah, hopefully he can bounce back today. He did he face the Marlins this year? He did not. Oh, no, he did. Last time he faced the Marlins was May seventh. Six innings, went three, uh, gave up three runs, struck out eight, gave up a home run. But that team was different than this team. This Marlins team obviously is not as talented as that last Marlins team was. Remember, it had Jesus. Or excuse me, they do have Jesus Aguilar. They had Jazz Chisholm. Um, he was the big name, and they had other names as well i'm blanking on those names but they showed a graphic on valley sports last night uh but yeah they they're missing a lot of pieces um their lineup tonight miguel rojas garrett cooper jesus aguilar brian anderson jj bladay nick fortez charles leblanc 
Peyton Burdick and Luke Williams. For a lot of the same guys. Fortes, LeBlanc are guys that I don't think were in the lineup last night, but it's a lot of the same names. And Edward Cabrera pitching for the Marlins today. He has a 205 ERA. Last two starts, he's allowed a combined zero runs. Start before that was five runs. Uh, not hasn't faced the Padres. He's only made five appearances this year in the big leagues. So uh, hopefully the Padres can use any film they have of him and attack early. Not not too high pitch counts. So hasn't thrown more than 100 pitches this year yet. Young guy, so obviously the Marlins don't want to push him. They're not a contending team, so he's not going to get pushed. Uh, but attack early. And when Soto's on base, he has a 20-game on base streak. Take advantage of that. Josh, he, has a, he had a home run off of Edward Cabrera earlier this year when he was with the Nationals. Wouldn't it be good today if he got a home run, his first Padres home run? He's batted for today, DHing. Uh, Brandon Jury is not in the Padres lineup. It's Profar, Soto, Manny, Bell is hitting fourth, DHing. Crony's at second, hitting fifth. Myers is at first. Christian's in center. Kim's at short. Then Alfaro's back in there at catch for hot Sunday for Snell. And then uh, for Manaya. I did not know it did. So that's the Padres lineup. I'm fine with it. Um, maybe Bell should have been off instead of Drury. Have Drury DH and have Will play first still. But other than that, I'm not going to fuss about anything in the lineup. Look, the top six are going to be the top six pretty much every day uh, when Drury is in there. And then Myers is going to play some days when they need someone to have an off day or when the lefty's on the mound with Grisham not getting playing time in center. That's just the way it is. And then it's going to be Grisham or Kim and then Nola or Alfaro for the bottom third of the lineup. Hater, something to watch for. Will he get in the game today? Uh, he is not settling in almost a week, right? It was the first time or the last time that he pitched for the Padres. Garcia hasn't pitched in two days. Martinez has had a day off. Chris Metz had three days off. Maura Holmes had two days off. Suarez has had a day off. So, uh, that's the bullpen situation. Almost everyone's available. Stephen Wilson was called up yesterday for Taylor Scott. Taylor Scott, I guess he messed up his middle finger running into a, or walking, I think he was walking, in his hotel room, a glass table. He hurt his middle finger walking into a glass table. What a baseball injury, huh? Uh, so they called up Wilson. They wanted a right to be up instead of a left. They have three lefties in the bullpen already. So that's pretty much what's happening with the bullpen. Uh, already over the lineups, Padre pick today is Manny. The guy keeps getting hits, six straight multi-hit games. It's a career high, I believe. So I'm going to go with Manny again until he doesn't hit. I am 74 and 39, I believe, so far this season. And I became the Padre pick. How fast the Padres get the Miami bullpens? Another thing to watch for. Didn't get there very fast last night. Alcantara pitched amazing. Uh, all or nothing with the offense has been a trend. I was looking at AC's newsletter this morning, and he was talking about how the Padres have been shut out for the uh, three times in the last eight games. In the other five games, they've scored seven, 13, 10, three, and six runs. So they're scoring runs, or they're not scoring any runs at all. So hopefully. Uh, hopefully it's the uh, run. Uh, 
Yeah. Um, so that's pretty much what we got today. Marlins, 14 games under 500. Padres are 12 games over 500. There's still two games up on Milwaukee, I believe, for that final wild card spot. And I think Philly won last night. Padres lost, so Philly jumped ahead of the Padres in the wild card standings. So that's what we got here, August 16th, pregame show. I'm Ben Fadden, if you're just tuning in. Uh, I'll end it with the comments here. I believe I went through that super chat. I hope everyone's enjoying their, what is today, Tuesday, Toupee Tuesday. Alex, thank you for the super chat. Says, his dad needs to stop having a say in his life, to be honest. Tatis, I think is what Alex is saying. Yeah, but also, like, I'm that they're close. They work out in the offseason. Profar's worked out with senior in the offseason. So to say, Dad, just don't be in my life, like, I'm sure that's a lot harder than uh, us just saying it here on, on YouTube, obviously. Um, I don't think that's going to happen. I, I can agree. Like, I, I don't know about staying out of his life, just – Stop speaking in public. Let your son speak for the decision he made. And stop trying to make excuses. And it just sounds like he's just lying and lying and lying, you know? Um, so, yeah, sorry about my mic situation, guys. I'm on my phone. I'm usually have, I usually have the microphone on my computer, but my computer's not working, so I can't use it. Carlin, I don't know if, yeah, are you you really hate Tatis because you're saying, man, Ben Fadden wants to keep a cancer in the locker room. Look, this guy's still, I still believe this guy at heart is a good kid. We saw what he did in Washington last year when the shootings happened. We saw how he interacts with kids. Like, he is a good kid. Or I, I say that. He's a good guy. Mud says he's a good kid cause, and older people than him. I can't say that I'm younger than him. He's a. It, it feels like he's a good guy, you know. He is a. He was going to be the face of baseball, right? He has to be a good guy there. They're not going to make someone a bad guy the face of baseball, because uh, before this happened, it looked like everything about him was. It seemed like it was good before last off season happened. That's kind of where it started with the motorcycle accidents and the line, right? I don't think like he's apologetic on Thursday to the team, to AJ and Peter. Uh, and stays once he talks to the team and maybe stays away from the team to limit the distraction, and he comes back, speaks publicly, and really tries to act better, he's not going to be a cancer in the clubhouse. you know. And this guy can win multiple MVPs in the future as the Padre if they keep him. Like, you don't give up on that guy. I just think the Padres, like I said earlier, they just have to not give him any wiggle room to mess up. They just got to keep closer eye on him and yeah they can't really trust him uh as much as they probably thought they could have but it's gotta i just my main point is giving up on him i think is stupid right now he's 23 yeah i understand we need to stop calling him a kid yeah that, i already i already said that yeah older people that's older than him uh, they call him a kid because he's a lot younger than them. I'm younger than Tati, so yeah, he's he is a man. He, he's 23. Like, 
using the excuse that, yeah, he's only 23 years old. Uh, I don't, that's not a good excuse, but I can also say, well, he's only 23. The reason why I say he's only 23, I'm not using it as an excuse for his actions right now. I'm not excusing any of his actions. I'm using the, he's only 23 to say that he has a lot of time, a lot of years left in his career to hopefully change his actions and to help this Padres team win. I don't think he's going to get a statue at Petco Park, but he has a long time to still be able to impact this team when he uh, starting when he comes back next year. And I want to give him time to change, but uh, I'm as, as frustrated as anyone with him. But I'm not going to say trade the guy, you know. So that's going to do it. August 16th, free game show, Padres, Marlins, 340s pitch. I've been fired on Twitter for the highlights as usual. And outside the 